0: Well, kia ora tainan, and thank you very much for joining me on my last recap for the, last recap for the All Blacks. I'm unsure whether or not I'm going to do the Wainer Pacifica game, seeing as that game's popped up. But, yeah, it's a pleasure to have you on, Covid Kingy, mate.
1: Hey, no problem, Kingy, mate. How's it going?
0: <laughs> I'm not too bad, bro. Well, I'm hoping that I'm a lot better off um, after Saturday night, where hopefully we see an All Blacks victory. So, yeah, heading into this weekend, the All Blacks have their last test of the year against the Argentinians. And there's a lot on the line, really. I mean, like typically you wouldn't really associate that with the All Blacks' last Test match of the year. They've usually won 90% of their games, and it's almost like an opportunity for the younger fellas to get a crack. But as we've seen in the Tri-Nations, they've lost two on the trot, and they are going into this week with the potential to lose three on the trot, which they haven't done since 1998. So because I haven't had you on the show at all this year, I mean, what have you thought of the All Blacks this year? I mean, have you, and besides the losses, like, have you liked guys that have been picked. Guys well,
1: that... yeah. Obviously, like, as an All Blacks fan, we're not used to having these losses and what's what's not and stuff. But um, I feel like they're going to come out humming this week and surely put on at least a 20-point win, I feel like.
0: I have that exact what, same When belief? was the last time? Yeah. I
1: think the last time we lost two in a row was 2011.
0: Well, we've We've already lost two in a row.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah the it, chance it, of it, losing three, I can't I can't see it happening. Uh.
0: Well, I thought that going into the Argentina mate. Yeah, Um, that is fair, since we've
1: never lost to Argentina as well.
0: Exactly, and I I think, if we're being perfectly honest, I think all rugby fans, and from what it looked like, the All Blacks were were guilty of this. I think we probably took the Argentinians a bit too lightly, Mm -hmm. and they came out with a hiss and a roar because they literally had nothing to lose. They had no pressure on them, and it's sort of the same this week. As much as they would have taken away from their win two weeks ago, and even their draw on the weekend to Australia, all the pressure's black on the All Blacks. We do yeah. seem
1: to thrive under the pressure though. Or but past We haven't teams lately, not yeah, yet, we not have so much, Past <laughs> oh, teams usually deal yeah. with like to thrive under the pressure. That's why I do feel like we'll come out stronger than ever and I do think we'll put on at least twenty.
0: Yeah. And get a
1: quite comfortable win.
0: Yeah, it, it, it has been an up and down, yeah. And I mean, as much as I've criticized Ian Foster, I I think and yeah, I, I have been a guy that's jumped on the bandwagon and, you know, been very critical of his decisions or even his an all-black coach yeah I can be awfully critical (laughs) at times but I I, I think I do have to take into consideration the fact that he has experienced through the likes of COVID and whatnot something that no other all-black coach has ever had to go through yeah uh but in saying that though I just I truly believe that we probably wouldn't have had these results had we had someone like Razor, Dave Rennie and potentially Jamie Joseph yeah. at the helm, but obviously that's a, that's a shoulda, coulda, woulda because they're not in that seat and we're having to deal with the influence. I
1: do agree with you on that, though. I, yeah. If I was picking, I thought Razor should have got it. Yeah, I don't know, yeah. I don't really know what Foster's credentials are to be able to get it, bar being just a assistant the last few years.
0: Well, I think it was more so the fact that he was the safe choice, right? I mean, he'd been yeah. in and around that group. The NZRU were, were familiar with him, so they knew that he wouldn't sort of go off and do his own thing and he was almost... He almost yeah. seems like a yes man in a lot of ways, you know. I, I mean, I don't know the fella from a bar of soap, but yeah. I think that when you look at someone like Razor, who is a bit out there, I mean, the fact that he you know he dances after finals and apparently like, he goes in search. I think I mean, he would
1: have been great for the same mate?
0: Me too, but I think he would the, have brought just
1: that new that new look, new perspective. And I mean, the man's done well. He's won like seven seven ITMS with Canterbury, and then four on the trot with, uh, with the Crusaders. I don't see how um his record could not have um got him right there straight away, even though he's got doesn't have that um you know, like international experience they're sort of looking for.
0: Yeah, but I mean when you look at Ian Foster though, besides his gig as the assistant coach with the All Blacks, I mean those previous to him both Steve Hansen and Graham Henry both coached Wales.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So yeah, and if, if you look at Ian Foster's track record at the super rugby level, it wasn't very really
1: great. No, he was the chief, wasn't he?
0: Yeah, and then right after anything. No, well, and right after he left, Dave Rennie went and won two championships in a exactly, row. Exactly, so.
1: yeah. He would have yeah. been my second choice, Dave Rennie. He yeah. would have yeah, raised it in Dave Rennie, but they sort of yeah, made the decision.
0: Well, I think that they will put, the NZIU were probably banking on the fact that, I mean, they, Ian Foster probably already had the job before last year's World Cup was over. Yeah, I agree with that
1: as well. We right. were going to
0: win a third World Cup in a row, and that would have relieved some of the pressure because it's like, well, no team, is ever gonna win three in I mean, we've we've seen how difficult it is to win two in a row. Yeah. Um. So the likelihood that that happens again, I no
1: don't. I mean, don't think he'll be coaching for the next World Cup. But I think he'll be going by then.
0: Yeah, we're gonna to have to wait and see. But focusing on on, on this week, obviously, uh, like we said, the potential lose three games of a row, but they should have got to kick up the arse in their rest week last week if they didn't. You know, in comparison to you know what they were showing, uh, the week leading yeah. up to the Argentina game. I mean. I mean, from what you've seen and, you know, whether or not you know, you're probably a few two beers um deep <laughs> yep. a lot of the time when you're watching these all black games. I mean, has anything stood out for you in comparison to teams of the past? Anything obvious? Uh just
1: not particularly, just mainly the second half. I remember watching the Argentinian game and at half time I think we were down and I was just so confident that we'd come back and win the game just as we've done in the past, was like, Oh, we're down by a little bit. This is your back, so this against Argentina, we've never lost, we're gonna come back and probably probably beat them by at least ten or fifteen with our bench. But it that just hasn't seemed to happen this year at all. Usually we um, thrive in that last twenty minutes, but this year I don't know I don't know what's really been going on. We haven't really pushed it after Ben a button and haven't been able to put away teams that we should have been able to put away.
0: No, you're exactly right, I mean, yeah. Like you said, we we as All Black like fans have been expect,
1: uh, yeah we expect we've been very fortunate 20. right we've been yeah. very
0: fortunate over the past what is it ten years you know pretty much post twenty ten where we've had such an awesome group and an awesome culture and this almost I think especially after they won the the twenty eleven rugby world cup when they got the monkey off their back yeah that there was just yeah, this a lot bully, of
1: pressure going into that one
0: well there was just a lot of belief you know after that world cup that the all blacks could win the nitty gritty games and they yeah. you know you had to play the full eighty minutes against the all blacks because. And we've seen time and time again where they've yeah, got out Ireland, of jail. Yeah, Ireland, for
1: example, when we got them all in full time. Um,
0: Australia a couple of years ago. There was uh, South Africa, I think, last year, where uh, Artie Sevier scored the try and Richie Wong kicked the conversion from the game. Yeah, there's, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's been a lot of examples where it's just like the All Blacks shouldn't have won that game, but because they, they always found a way fifth to do gear, it. No? Yeah, they had that fifth gear, but I think what we've seen this year is that they just haven't shown that ability to reach defenses. Um, and I think that's a reflection of their attack as a whole, really. And I mean, reflecting on the game that they had against Argentina a couple of weeks ago, it Pretty was
1: just anything, eh? No,
0: it was just almost like we were just passing the ball from side to side and
1: yeah. even when we and looked to play through the middle someone else to do something.
0: Exactly and it's like sort of no thing. one wanted to stick their hand up and be like, hey boys, follow me and, and I'm not sure if that's a reflection of leadership or you know I mean you have to give credit to the Argentinians because I mean they tackled their hearts out. But yeah. at the same time for an All-Blacks team that had played, what was it, five test matches in comparison to a team who hadn't played any meaningful rugby for about a year, it's like, yeah, well, a lot you of guys, people
1: thought we were going to yeah put a lot of points on them, eh? Well,
0: we, well we'd had, you know, close to we'd ten months. We'd had experience. Months.
1: They hadn't had any... No, they exactly. They hadn't played any footy since... I couldn't tell you when.
0: Right. You know,
1: we've been playing for the last month.
0: But, yeah, I mean, they had a couple of lead-up games, but it's like, man, if, if you're only playing, you know, tier three South American teams and you're playing an Australian B team, yeah, you know, that that's a huge disparity to, to where the All Blacks, you know, where where the perception of the All Blacks is. I mean, like we saw, they they didn't live up to their standards and to uh to the rugby public to the rugby public standards. So yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm similar to you. I think I think they'll go into this weekend with yeah. <laughs> fire in the belly, like yeah. like I thought they would. They'll the be first very time around. this weekend. But. Yeah, I I think in terms of a game plan, I I think they need to really expose the wider channels. I think what we're seeing from teams, it seems to be the blueprint for any team that's playing against the All Blacks, is that they play very negative rugby, so they're coming off the edges and they're almost forcing the All Blacks back into the ruck area because they know how potent our outside backs can be. Yeah, And yeah, I, I think it's really on the forwards. And I know it's really easy to just you know nitpick the forwards and the work that they do, but I think that if we can win that battle up front, which we haven't shown... The old cliche. Um. <laughs> yeah, mate, win it, win
1: it up front spread out wide?
0: Yeah, that Squeeze we, um, yeah, well, I mean, yeah, you, like, yeah like, like the cliche is, bro, I mean, you, you've got to want it up front to earn the right to go wide. But yeah. I think this even kicks in behind. And I think the, the fact that the All Blacks haven't shown any initiative, I, I mean, with the game plan, the fact that you know, it's like, well, if we're getting cut out on the outsides and we can't do any work through the middle. Like it's okay to play the long game, you know, make the Argentinians have to make yeah. the move out of their own half. Don't make a mistake in our own half, turn the ball over, and then give the Argentinians an opportunity for points.
1: And with um having obviously Bodie and Richie as ten and fullback, I don't think we'd have this problem with um trying to attack and trying to expose them, you know what I mean, with two playmakers. Mm. But it seems um what are your thoughts on that? I don't know. Are you thinking it's working or?
0: Well, I like and just it. with
1: just our back three in general because we're playing Geordie on the wing, which he's obviously not a winger, but they seem to persist with him there.
0: Well, see, I'm, I'm I'm a little bit different from what the the media is coming out and saying. I actually like the back three that we've got at the moment. Yes, I agree that Geordie isn't an out-and-out winger,
1: but, but he played my... rig, yeah, he played ridiculously well with Super Rugby. I don't. He, I, I
0: know, he I know, really I know. Yeah, exactly, and I know his tradition, is back But when you look at the Wingers that the All Blacks have played at uh, the most important moments, and for me, those have been the last, well, not last year's Rugby World Cup final, but the two previous to it. Who were the wingers that we had? We had yeah,
1: C J Kahui at the twenty eleven. Uh, yeah,
0: well, Kahui's not he's not a winger, and C J was, an was a fullback. And then at yeah. and then at uh, the the World Cup afterwards, you had Nicky Mouniscarda, and yes, yeah, I mean, you yeah, had Julian yeah. Sevier. I mean, yeah, he's a, he's I'm a now winger. It. But I mean, that's I main. But we've got an out-and-out winger right now We'll with Caleb Clark on the left wing, and yeah, I, I think that the problem that we're seeing at the moment is is that Bowden Barrett and Richie Moanga are, are very—they're
1: both too uh, good to leave out.
0: Well, it's not that's so much the, the their, I, I, but yes, that's the problem. But I think in terms of balancing it um, within our game plan, I think it's Bowden picking and choosing his moments where to step in, and I think mm. because he is such a dominant player and he loves getting his hands on the ball. And I think we, we felt guilty... We,
1: we're better, yeah, when he has his hands on the ball a lot, though, you know?
0: But that's the thing, but he can't get in and interrupt the rhythm that Richie is looking to yeah, get exactly, into when yeah. he's playing first receiver. So it's about finding that balance. And I think that what we've seen the past couple of weeks is that Bowden Barrett's probably shied away from stepping in and taking control because he doesn't want to disrupt, you know, yeah. any of the play that Richie Moanga, you know, can produce, like we saw in that test against Australia when we thumped them. Yeah, Um. Yeah, I mean. And so I think, yeah, going into this game, it's... This might be the make or break of it. Really, I think if it doesn't work this week, um, like you with almost, a lot of things, yeah, need
1: to start really thinking about what they're going to do in the future.
0: Exactly, and I mean Bowden Barrett's not going to be there next year either. The fact that he's going on a sabbatical, that opens up the, the his brother to take that fifteen. He probably Jersey. will
1: slot into that that spot. Oh, eh?
0: well, he will. And so, yeah, there, there are a lot of questions that Ian Foster has to answer, and that's been one of my other sort of bees in my bonnet is the fact that I mean, yeah, it's easy to pick your best, you know, three playmakers with Geordie Bowden and Richie. But if it gets to the point where it's not working, sometimes you have to make that harsh call. hard call, call yeah. And he just doesn't come across as a guy who's ready to make it. Unfortunately, mm. from what I've I seen. I also
1: think um, Sibby's been quite sharp to this year. The man was yeah. by far informed winger last year. He didn't do. I don't think he did anything wrong in Super Rugby, and he hasn't really been given. I don't think a crack at all this year.
0: Well, I think that's just a, a reflection of just how tough the All Black environment it is, and how big a revolving door there is when. You've got competition in certain positions, um, and I mean, yeah. Like, I mean, the other, the other big call for me going into this weekend, and I mean, I've voiced it on social media with um, one of the graphics that I put together. So yeah, is yeah, yeah. that number six role because as much as I am a fan of Shannon Frizzell and how awesome he was, and you know, I, I did sing his praises a hell of a lot during Super Rugby Aotearoa, but he just hasn't taken his opportunity. And there are a lot, of, there are a few other guys. I don't think Patrick Tuipulotu has carried over his form uh, yeah. from the Blue season into the All Blacks, and so. I understand this is the last test and you don't want to change too much, but it's like some guys, and uh, I mean, you look that's, at your Yeah, mind. that's
1: the problem of this game um, with this year as well, is that usually coming into this last game is when they will start to try out all the young, all the young guns and all the young blood, breathe them through, um, through slowly, but they don't really have the chance this year because we actually need a win to try and keep us alive <laughs> in the Tri-Nations.
0: Well, I when think, usually I think, we've had it locked
1: up two weeks ago, you know?
0: I don't even think it's very much about the Tri-Nations now. I think Ian Foster's just about his job. a bit of, yeah, a bit of job. respect, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> his job, mate. He could be out of a job. Um, My
1: old, I wouldn't complain.
0: <laughs> well, he... Well, like, thank you. Let's be real. He's not going to lose his job after this test, but I think nah. going into next year...
1: There'll be a big talk uh, over Yeah, the, Yeah, the, the likelihood whether
0: his, um, his contract gets renewed. He's only on a two year gig. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, if nothing else improves... Throughout 2021, I think, yeah, Razor will be licking his time lips. To,
1: yeah, yeah, time to give him the boot.
0: But, yeah, but I mean, besides the game plan stuff, I mean, what changes would you like to see? I mean, I've already voiced the fact that I'd like to see Iwani in there. Is anyone else that you'd like to see have a go this weekend? I mean, it doesn't it well, doesn't necessarily have to be a reflection of what you think Ian Foster yeah. would do, but if you were the coach, who would you pick?
1: I would like to see Sever get another crack. I just feel like he's dynamic and he can change the game, like, just with the flick of his fingers, you know? Mm-hmm. Just, yeah, we just seem to be lacking that. I mean, Caleb Clark's been good as the game-breaker, but no one else has really been able to try and sort of break defences open. But I feel like Sever, he's always looking for work. He's always hungry for the ball. I'd like to see him probably get another start on the wing.
0: Anyone on the full-back?
1: Um, no, not so much. I do agree with you with Ioane. He, I mean, he was playing well on debut until that bloody red card happened against Aussie, and he sort of got shafted there a bit. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, no one in particular. I do mm-hmm. like how they've um they've blooded a few of the young boys and like Hoskins and stuff, though he's played well. And I would like to see Asaf will probably get some more time off the bench. Yeah. Because I think he has a future going forward, especially in that hooker role.
0: Well, I think that Asaf will even adds a different dynamic. I mean, Coles is very, you know, he's very fluid and he's very quick and he loves the niggle and stuff like that. But I think what we've seen the past couple of weeks is that when he hasn't been able to rattle his opposition... It almost takes him out of the game. I think he thrives off the fact that he's under his opponent's skin, and yeah, Cody yeah, Taylor yeah. hasn't put his best foot forward. No, nah, that's at, what at I mean I'd like
1: to, and I'd like to see up on the bench with like Hoskins, etc. And I'd like to see them come on a bit earlier, mm. maybe with like half an hour to go instead of ten fifteen. Give them a good shot at um, sort of forcing their mark on the game. I reckon. I think those yeah. two are both um, quite dynamic players. They can definitely open the game up a bit.
0: Well, they yeah, well, are. you look at the influence that Hoskins made. Against Argentina. So, yes, I know that he threw the wayward pass. That, um, I mean, and, and in fairness, yeah, like, yeah, he could have carried, taken the ball to ground and the All Blacks could have recycled. But if he hits McKenzie in the chest, McKenzie scores that try and then we're potentially looking at a comeback because there was still 10 to go. Yeah. Um, and I mean, yeah, I, I truly really think he's been a revelation and he's going to be a bit of a headache, uh, for the All Blacks coaches next year because I think if he builds on what he's already shown both for the Blues and the All Blacks,
1: it's like, hard to it, leave him out. I mean, and you he can't is, leave out Artie.
0: And you can't leave out Sam Kane Sam he's either. he's a captain, yeah. So it's like, like, how do you fit all of them in? And it's like, do you play Artie at number eight and you have Hoskins, you know, play that six role, but you, you put Hoskins to the back of the scrum when, you, you know, when you're five metres out? I don't know. Like,
1: yeah.
0: But part of it's me is like... As much as
1: Hoskins gets paid the big bucks,
0: mate. Exactly. But, and as weird as that may sound, it's just like, well... Maybe the All Blacks do need something different because it seems like we've carried over a lot of the stuff from 2019.
1: Yeah, I do think a fresh look would be pretty good for the team, eh? Yeah, I just
0: Especially seems like... Especially just the way they've out. looked
1: this year. Like, I think they've done well as um, letting the young fellas through, but they just obviously haven't performed as a team to what our standard is. Like usually you know winning the majority of Test matches, maybe losing one or two a year.
0: Yeah, yeah you're bang on, mate. Um, and I think for me, going into the backs, I'd like to see Brad Webber elevated to the bench, I think, if you're going to start Harry Smith. Yeah, I'm, oh, I'm not, I don't
1: know about that. Eh?
0: I'm, I'm not <laughs> really like everyone who, who's listened to this podcast, all three people, you know, me, my mum and my dad. Uh, yep. They <laughs> yep, not me. <laughs> <laughs> they know my opinion on Peter Nata. Yeah, awesome player, knows how to score a try, very abrasive, but I just think that his skill set, doesn't suit the All black style of play. Or, I mean, he did,
1: yeah, he did have a bad game the other week, but I just feel like Aaron Smith and Brad were the same player, except Aaron Smith is just
0: better. But when you bring in Aaron Smith off and you're wanting to keep that fluidity and attack, there's just such a huge drop-off when Perinara comes on because his yeah. passing just isn't... I mean, no one's going to match Chris Smith's beyond, passing, yeah, yeah. but, pass but is Webber's red. a better passer than Perinara. And, I mean, if but anything
1: I just, like... I think they stick with it just because it's... Two different players, you know, they bring two different things. When there's Aaron Smith and Brad Weber, they just bring pretty much the same package. If you know what I mean? I don't
0: know. I mean, that's the thing. It's only my opinion, and I guess we'll just yeah, have yeah. to wait and see with what Foster does. Same within the midfield, bro. I, I, I love Leonard Brown. Leonard Brown's my guy, and yeah, I am a. Fan he's of, my,
1: yeah, he's my favorite midfielder as well by far.
0: I'm a fan of Jack, could you? But I do think they're too similar, and I'd yep, like yep. to see either Irwani get another opportunity. I, I haven't you know, like let that say. Yeah, sail. I do think that he has potential. He cocked um, himself over that first game, didn't he? Well, yeah. I mean, well, that's what happens when you throw him out there in a first set. You didn't even give him the opportunity to, to work work the position out because, I mean, centre, it, it is such a demanding position because you lead the back line in defence and you're the link between yeah. you know the, the insides and your the outsides. Sides. And I would
1: like to see him actually have another cricket centre as well with Leonard Brown as well.
0: Well, I, th- I think he just adds a different dynamic because he's got the the afterburners of an outside back. He know, offers
1: that sort of attacking flair we're sort of lacking at the well, moment. Well, that X factor, line this, that, breaking, yeah, yeah X factor ability, exactly. exactly that, yeah. that is why I'd like to see Sevu back on the as well. Oh, Sevu, mm-hmm. back on the wing as well.
0: For me, yeah, I I do like Sevu. He does give me a bit of the heebie-jeebies because, like, yeah, yeah, e- yeah. even yeah. I don't think he knows what he's doing half the time on the field. I think he yeah. just like mate, goes mean, with mate? instinct. And that's the trade-off that you have, you know, like sometimes they can be brilliant and sometimes it's just like, why the hell did you he doing? do that? <laughs> yeah. And so for me, I'd like to see Will Jordan get an opportunity because I think he, he balances that out.
1: On the wing or?
0: Yeah, definitely on the All wing. I think like chucking wing. him um, or either on the wing or, or off the bench. I, I think that like what we are seeing with some of the young guys, like we saw with Cato Park when he made his debut, there's no tape on them. So teams don't know what their weaknesses are and they go out yeah. there and they're just fearless. Well, at least that's what we've seen. they got seen. nothing to um,
1: lose, yeah, yeah.
0: Exactly, that's what we've seen from Will Jordan at, at all the levels that he's played at. And yeah, I I personally would like to see Jordy go to fullback, uh, but I don't think that's going to happen. I think they're going to persist with having Bowden there and keeping what, him... What,
1: Jordy fullback and Maunga 10 still? So
0: yeah, I, I think...
1: Just specifically looking forward to next year?
0: That and... Uh, well, yeah. Well, like, like that, that's 80% of it, and I just don't think that Bowden has really taken his opportunity with both hands. And like I said, I'm not sure whether
1: that's a... That's what everyone was saying a few weeks ago as well, and then he had that unreal game against Aussie where him and Caleb Clark just took them to pieces. And so he's obviously still got it in him. It's just, yeah, I'm sort of on the fence as well at the moment. I'm not sure what should be done there, eh, with the 10-15-0 combo. Yeah,
0: and I think the other thing that we have to think about, is like, yep. Some guys might be informed, some guys might not be informed, but then you also have to think about players' egos, right? And as as good a lad as Bowden Barrett is and, and what we've seen of him, I mean like I mean, how embarrassing would it be, you know, if he gets dropped.
1: Oh, going yeah, from yeah.
0: the world player of the year to not it's even wise. going into, you know, arguably the most pressure that we've ever had on ourselves outside um, of a World Cup game. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't
1: think a lot of people realise he's still he's he's not actually that old still. No, he will definitely be easily around for the next World Cup.
0: Well, he will be. And, yeah. yeah, that's the thing. He's just slowly been pushed out. I mean, he's been pushed out of that 10-year-old to accommodate having Mwanga in there, which I understand because, because Mwanga's resume. Really
1: unreal and Super Rugby. Exactly, exactly. Didn't he get Super Rugby player two years in a row?
0: Well, for me, it's probably been the last form, mate. If you yeah. look at how how big a drop-off there was when Mwanga wasn't playing this year for the Crusaders and then yeah. he was... I think that just some of the stuff
1: he does as well is just freakish. You're like, oh my how did he do that?
0: Exactly, and, and I think the the problem that you know, like the, the Bowdoin Barrett Stalwarts are having is that Mwanga hasn't quite shown that same ability at the All Black At
1: test level, yeah, except about that one game. If he didn't have that game against Aussie, I think there would be a lot of people calling for him, for him to get um, dropped out of the team, eh?
0: And yeah, but again, like 10 is that position where you, you do need time in the saddle. And the difference between him and Bowdoin Barrett's rise, you know, through the All Blacks ranks is that Bowden had all that time to learn off Dan Carter and come on and, you know, just build himself into the game so that by the time he got his opportunity, it's like, yep, I'm ready. Whereas Mwanga's sort of just been thrust into it. Yeah. And so.
1: And we were a lot more dominant back then as well. So. Exactly.
0: Yeah, like Bowden and Boden, um, you know, Everyone had the looks privilege
1: a lot of- Behind a dominant forward pack, you know what
0: exactly, I mean? <laughs> exactly, mate. So, I mean, that's enough waffling, bro. Um, so this this weekend, I mean, you you picked your Blacks to win, but by how much?
1: I reckon by at least twenty. I'm picking a big one. Surely, uh, I'm gonna surely. go.
0: I'm gonna. I'm gonna go thirteen. I'm not sure twenty might plus. be a bit
1: steep. Yeah. Yeah. If I was a betting man, which I'm not, I'd go thirteen plus, hundred percent. Right.
0: Alright my man. Um, yeah, that that's a wrap on, I guess, our, our preview ahead of this game, uh, which is being played at in Newcastle. Uh, I'll look forward to catching up with you. or Probably Monday, because I know how dusty you uh, are most Sunday. Uh,
1: Sunday. Good, good cool, mate. Good call.
0: <laughs> but yeah, um, fingers crossed. Uh, when we chat next about the Blacks, uh, we are celebrating a win. Beauty. All right, mate. Thanks for it. Peace. No problem, mate. Or any time.